1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's time to talk Week 9 NFL This Thursday, like normal. Uh, two podcasts today, if you're looking for the ba- basketball podcast, it's up on the podcast page on Roto-Grinders or on iTunes. I'm joined today by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, Week 9 already. Fly- time yeah, is flying.
2: Yeah, no, it is. I mean, yeah, we got Week 9. We got basketball. We got all sorts of things going on. Yeah, just the time, time is flying by, and we still, we think we know some things, but there's still some things that we don't quite know yet.
1: I mean, there is some definite injury news that could. I mean, Kyler Murray is the. I think the the one that stands out to me the most. Um, but I mean, Week Eight had some big injuries in itself too. Um, Derrick Henry and. I mean, here we are. It's like we're looking at this slate going, all right, well, some of these teams are going to look way different this week.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, CMC might be coming back. Yeah, there's there's some pretty da- drastic differences this week. I mean, without Rodgers, like that whole situation, it's going to be interesting.
1: All right. Um, right. Let's get into it. We We don't wait around. We, we don't have time to wait around. Well, We have 11 games to talk about, on the, or 12 games on the main slate, right? Or is it 11? I can't remember. 11. It I just counted. There you go. We start with New England at Carolina. 41 total here New England is a 3.5 point favorite in this game. Um, let's go with the Patriots first. What do you like here for New England?
2: I mean, I think you can take a shot on Jacoby Myers, especially over on Yahoo! Outside of that, like, this really isn't a fantastic matchup. Carolina still won the better pass defenses in the league. So the passing game, really not a ton to like. I mean, I think Hunter Henry is always in play, always has a good shot at a touchdown. But, like, if I'm looking at anyone, it's, it's probably Damian Harris. Carolina has been more susceptible to the run. They're giving Harris a decent workload every single week. He doesn't catch passes, but he can get 100 yards and get you a touchdown. He's sitting there at 6K. Like, I'm not enthused to play him, but uh, he is a viable option. This is just a little bit of an ugly, ugly game.
1: Yeah, I mean, this game is super interesting depending on like if Christian McCaffrey plays or not. But on the New England side of things, I mean, the Carolina defense is solid they're they're allowing the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs they've been a good defense against the running backs this season so I mean Damian Harris is is looking like he is taking over Bolden still getting a little bit of work out of the backfield Myers is someone that's getting consistent targets so and snaps so I think Myers is interesting but the tight end situation I don't want to touch these guys they're just sharing snaps they're sharing targets so if I'm looking at anything from New England, I think it's Myers and that's kind of it. Um, I mean, it's all I really like here for New England. And then on the Carolina side of things, I mean, Christian McCaffrey back at practice limited. What does that mean? <laughs> like, what, Is he going to play? Is he healthy or not? Like you're not. I mean, it, it's it, it's crazy to me.
2: Yeah, we heard this three weeks ago and like, oh, he's going to play. He's going to play. Oh, no, he's on the IR now. Uh, he'll be out for three more weeks. Did not see that coming. But, yeah, no, it's an interesting bar. Like, CMC coming back, I think CMC is a viable option at 8K. Like, just his workload, his receiving game work, he can get it done. But I think the only guy that I'm really interested in here is DJ Moore. Like, I'm not chasing the Robbie Anderson targets every week. He's just been terrible. Moore is actually a good wide receiver and is just getting peppered with targets. But, again, they have an 18.75 team total. Like, no one outside of Moore and McCaffrey, if he goes, is really viable here. I mean, the QB situation has looked awful with Darnold recently. Like, P.J. Walker could end up replacing him. Who knows? Like, this is just a bad, bad offense right now. That really can't seem to do too much. So it's just kind of more hoping he gets it done in the open field, hoping he has one big play, but he's gonna get the targets. So he's the only real viable option in this offense. If McCaffrey sits, if he put play, McCaffrey plays, then I think he can play either of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if McCaffrey plays or not, I don't think it really affects DJ Moore. Um, I still have a lot of interest in DJ Moore in this spot. Like New England has really struggled with wide receivers here recently with some injuries. So I mean, I think this is a great spot for DJ Moore. Um, you tried to talk me off the Sam Darnold train last week. I wish I would have listened to you. Cause that did not work, Grant. It did not work out.
2: That's, that's, that's what I noticed.
1: <laughs> luckily, luckily, like my main build last week, I used Geno Smith. I, I'm 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 that guy. Um, and I think I scored like 180 points. So I mean it was a it was a really good week. Um, so good old Gino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, moving on. We got Buffalo at Jacksonville. 48 and a half total here. Buffalo is a 15 point favorite in this game. Uh, Let's start with the Bills side of things. They should crush this defense. This defense stinks. Um, It's more of do we think Jacksonville can keep up enough? And I mean, maybe some good weather is what Buffalo needs because I mean, they did not look good against the Dolphins last week.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, this matchup is just absolutely picture-perfect for Josh Allen going up against the worst or second-worst pass defense in the entire league. Josh Allen can get it done any given week. It's all a worry about if this team's going to get blown out. But, I mean, we've seen this multiple times over the last several weeks with either Buffalo or the Rams or the Bucks, like teams with high implied team totals uh, that are huge, huge favorites. It's like, is is this going to – stay close enough for them to do something. They might still be swinging the ball later on the game, and there's a chance that they might get enough done at halftime. Like Josh Allen is absolutely in play, even though he's super expensive. He can still end up getting there, and he can still end up being the top-scoring quarterback on the entire slate. You can stack him with Diggs. You can stack him with Beasley. You can stack him with Sanders if you want. I'm probably, again, staying away from the running game because I pretty much do every week just because – I like it rarely ends up paying off and Jacksonville a little bit better versus the run. But yeah, I mean, anytime you get a team with over a 30 implied total, as long as it's not going to draw too much ownership, which might be, might end up happening just because it was price tag, then all these guys are in play.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I still worry a little bit about the running back situation, but it seems like Zach Moss is the guy. So if I think I'm going to play those guys, I think I'd play him. But I think, dig sanders beasley i'll have a good mixture of like allen with those guys and i mean if i'm willing to play geno smith i I have to have interest in josh allen going up against jacksonville so um i mean the jacksonville side of things this buffalo defense has been really good i think this is a spot we probably stay away from james robinson um and look maybe at and jones
2: i mean i don't even know if i want to do that like Buffalo's been the best defense in the league. Lawrence has looked all right at times, and yes, they're gonna, the game script really favors these wide receivers. Yes, they can get there just based off of volume without even getting a touchdown. But, I mean, their past work has just been all over the place. They've kind of spread it out. I'm not going to be surprised if Urban Myers still wants to, like, run the ball half the time. Even if they're down, because who knows what the heck he's thinking. So, I mean, it it, like I'm not going to fault anyone for throwing in Jones, Chennault, Agnew. Like any of these guys are fine options, but this is probably a spot I'll avoid. Even you don't even have to bring it back if you're stacking up the Buffalo, the Bills. Like it's not a necessity because there is a chance, like last week, where no one really ends up getting there.
1: I think if I want to run back the Buffalo side, I maybe look at like Dan Arnold, thirty four hundred, ten targets last week. Uh, you know, we're looking at twenty four targets over the last three games, double digit fantasy points in two of the last three games at thirty four hundred. So I think if I'm running back Buffalo, I'm running it back with like Dan Arnold. Why not? Yeah. Right? Like <clears throat> he might be the like top receiving option. From a safety prospect. And then, like, I mean, red zone tight ends are always someone you can potentially look at. So I think Dan Arnold would be my favorite runback here on the Jacksonville side of things. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. Cruising along here. Atlanta at New Orleans, 42 total. The Saints are a six-and-a-half-point favorite here. I mean, some big news from both of these teams last week. Calvin Ridley is stepping away from football for mental health reason. Um, I mean... I hope he gets healthy like mental health is something that's not talked about a lot and it's such a, it's such a serious and big thing. So I'm glad that he's going to take the proper um, ways of looking at, you know, trying to get healthy as far as a mental perspective. So I wish him all the best. Um, Let's talk Atlanta. No Ridley. And I mean, we, uh, we looked at Russell Gage last week. And it wasn't Russell Gage. It was, it was really nobody. I mean, like Kyle Pitts. I think is the only guy you could potentially trust from this offense right now.
2: I mean, C Pat.
1: See Pat. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's always a touchdown threat, pretty much every single week. He's been getting it done all season. I mean, the problem is this is a tough matchup. I mean, New Orleans not only goes at a pretty slow pace, especially in a game where they should be leading for most of it. They're just going to run the ball early and often. So it makes a little tough to play any of these guys. Pitts and Patterson are really just the GPP flyers. Um, Patterson so heavily involved because he's in the run game and he's in the receiving game. But, again, tough matchup. Pitts did not look great last week, so I'm expecting a pretty big bounce back from him here. He's clearly the wide receiver one, and he is a wide receiver that you can play at tight end. So – no problem paying up for him just because he has a monster ceiling almost every single week, even in a tough matchup, but they're going to have to throw the ball a decent amount. I don't know if I play Matt Ryan. It's it's, it's predominantly just Patterson and Pitts.
1: Yeah, I'm not playing Matt Ryan here. Um, like, New Orleans on the season, eighth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, but the third most to wide receivers. So, I, I mean, I don't think you have to play Ryan. You can play Pitts, and we're going to consider Cordell Patterson the wide receiver. The New Orleans side of things, I mean, again, big news in this game. Um, Winston out for the season. Um, everything I've heard so far, Grant, it sounds like it sounds like Taysom Hill is going to start. But, I, I mean, he's still limited and he's still in concussion protocol from what I've heard. So, if he doesn't play, it's going to be Trevor Simeon. Simeon didn't look too bad against Tampa last week. Um I mean, they still beat Tampa with him playing. What are your thoughts on this whole situation here with New Orleans?
2: I mean, if it's Simeon, then just Kamara. Like, I don't, I don't want to play any New Orleans quarterback in all likelihood outside maybe over on Super Draft. I know he looked decent last week. I know it's a very good matchup, but he just doesn't have guys to throw it to. So you're not getting a huge amount of upside. If Hill ends up playing, I think you can play Hill. Like those rushing TD upside is just massive with him. Like we saw him put up huge games last season, starting at certain points, going up against one of the worst defenses in the league. I think that he's a perfectly viable option. I'm staying away from the receiving game regardless. Yes, if you want to pair Taysom with Callaway or Smith or Harris, like look at some targets. That's fine, they're cheap. But realistically, it's Taysom and it's Kamara. Like, you don't want to really do anything else, and they're just going to – they might run the ball. If Taysom starts, they might run the ball 40 times in this game.
1: I mean, okay, so here's my question, Grant. We know Jordan Love is starting. He's 4,400. He's going up against Kansas City, one of the worst defenses in the league. If Kyler Murray doesn't play, we get Colt McCoy against one of the worst past defenses in the league at 4K. If Taysom does play, where would you rank him in these three guys? We've got McCoy, Hill, and Love. Like, how would you rank those three guys?
2: I mean, on point per dollar, Taysom's probably the bottom, but that's the thing. Like, Taysom's 5.5K.
1: Taysom He's can get not... three rushing touchdowns in the game, too, and that's not out of the realm of possibilities.
2: Yeah, but it's entirely different built. If you're playing Taysom, you're playing Taysom most likely as a running back at quarterback. Like that's what you're doing if you're playing colt or you're playing uh jordan love jordan love then you're stacking him with someone although love it's a little bit tougher with adams price um like it they're they're just in different salary ranges like if we're talking about just straight up like raw points i think i put hill at the top but when you're incorporating Price into it, I think that it's probably Jordan Love going up against Kansas City where he's going to be slinging the ball. Like he should end up with a decent floor for his price tag and an actual decent ceiling, considering he still has Devontae Adams there. So it's just a spot where, um, like, I, it's all what the build requires. But if you don't really want to stack a quarterback with a wide receiver, not sure you have to with any of those guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about those other two situations, but I think if I'm pairing Taysom Hill with anybody, it's Alvin Kamara. And yeah. I mean, I'm you're just hoping for a lot of rushing touchdowns in that, that aspect. I
2: mean, of things. They could end up with five rushing touchdowns on the spot. Realistically.
1: All right. We got the Raiders at the giants, 46 and a half total here. Raiders are a three point favorite. Um, talk to me here about Vegas.
2: I mean, I, I play Vegas an actual decent amount. Um, Rug's not being there obviously hit but i mean we'll see we'll see who ends up getting a getting a little bit of a benefit from it like Waller Renfro Edwards are all very viable Waller's practicing right now right
1: from what i from what i've heard Waller should play in this game
2: yeah that's what i read too just want to confirm um so like Derek Carr is actually putting up decent numbers so far this season Like, he's had over 300 passing yards in five of the, what, seven games, eight games, seven games they played. Put up two passing touchdowns in every single game except for one. Going up against a Giants defense that's middle of the pack, like, never comes in too highly owned. Like, they could be slinging the ball. I think he's fine. I think Jacobs is an all right play, but there's plenty of guys in this price range that you can go with. You're just kind of hoping for touchdown upside there. But, like, this is a spot where you can stack every which way. I mean, Rugs or, or Renfro, Edwards, and Wall are all going to have a little bit of a boost here. All should get a, one or two more targets. Um, interesting thing is Zay Jones at 3K. I wonder if – I hate playing him, but is there a chance that he kind of just comes into that Rugs role?
1: I, I mean – Brandon Edwards, Brian Edwards, is like the like deep threat now that Ruggs is gone. Renfro, like a possession guy, so Zay Jones, maybe just like an outside possession guy. I mean, I, I think if you're looking at the Vegas side of this game, you, you have to kind of think that Waller is like your main option, right? Um, and then you're potentially getting good target share for Renfro and Zay Jones. I don't think anything changes for Edwards, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean it's not like Ruggs was getting a huge amount of volume every single week. It was just the deep threat, and always a chance at a big play. Now without him, like Edwards, Edwards, I think gets very slight, like target share increase, but that's kind of it.
1: So, yeah, I mean, Renfro, Renfro and Waller would be my two favorite plays here from Vegas. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I guess I don't really hate Josh Jacobs here. Either 6,200. Um, I mean, he's not even on the injury report, he should be full go here. Uh, the giant side of things, I mean, this team is just it doesn't seem like Barkley's going to play, you know, COVID protocol plus the ankle, so we don't expect him to play. Shepard was listed doubtful on the injury report, so he's not likely going to play here. Galladay is back to practice so there's a chance that he plays and then tony like did something with his thumb um he ended up coming back to the game so i mean who knows what to even think about this giants offense in general here but i mean what are we looking at here for new york
2: i mean i'd never hate stacking up new york i mean Dan Dimes can always put up a big game uh, for no apparent reason going up against the Raiders, who are probably above average to average pass defense. Um, so like Danny Dimes, I think you can absolutely play him and you can absolutely stack him with either Galladay, Slayton, or Tony. Like if Tony doesn't end up playing or, or Galladay doesn't end up playing, like the other two immediately become fairly solid fantasy options. Ingram finally got a touchdown last week, but I don't really have any desire to use him. He's just kind of done to me. Like, you can look at the game logs last week, and it was mostly tight ends that ended up getting the touchdowns, if I remember correctly. If Barkley doesn't end up playing, I think you can play Booker. Um, Definitely worst things you can do at 6K here. I think that he's got the volume. He's going to be heavily involved. He's involved in the receiving game. So he's a solid option, but, like, I I really like – Galladay or Tony. Um, And if one of them misses, I really like the other one.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got to see what this whole situation. I mean, I feel like that's
2: every week with the Giants. All right, what wide receivers are going to play?
1: We might be playing John Ross if Galladay, Tony, and um, Shepard sit. I don't want to do that. I'd I'd rather play
2: like what, Colin or Pettis. I I
1: mean, maybe Ingram in that scenario. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't even want to play like Evan Ingram. Like, I mean, he's losing targets to Kyle Rudolph. Like, <laughs> yeah. Devin Booker. Uh <laughs> come on down. <laughs> You're oh, the next man. contestant on who to play from the Giants this week. I mean, I honestly, all joking aside, I don't hate Devontae Booker. I mean, I think I said Devin Booker. I don't hate Devontae Booker. Um, if Barkley end up getting ruled out, and Galladay, I I mean. Tony and Gallaudet are just so cheap that if if Shepard ended up not playing and these two guys play, I, I think you get shares of both of these guys, not on the same team, but you get shares of both of these guys. This game should be a game that the Raiders get up and the Giants are playing kind of from behind. Vikings at Ravens, 49.5 total here. Baltimore is a six-point favorite. Uh, let's talk Minnesota Vikings. What do you like here?
2: I mean, one of Jefferson, Thielen, or Cooks. It's pretty much the same thing every week. Going up against a tough Baltimore, or not as tough as they were in the past, but tough Baltimore running game. I think I'd be more apt to use Jefferson or Thielen. I'd be like Jefferson more than Thielen, even though Thielen had the big game last week. Like Jefferson's been so good this season outside of the one matchup going up against Dallas, getting an average of 10 targets pretty much all season long, heavily involved. Not going to be heavily owned pretty much every single week. It's one of these three guys that ends up going off. So Jefferson's my top option, probably followed by Cook, probably followed by Thielen. But I, I like heavily suggest using one of these three in most of your lineups.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting team just in general, um, because you get so much ceiling from. Cook and Thielen and Jefferson, that I mean, they make for really good plays on week in and week out. Tyler Conklin is someone that is on my radar this week just because of the targets. And like if this dude scores a touchdown, he has like 20 plus point upside at 3K. Um and I mean, outside of like wanting to pay up for Kelsey and Waller and even Andrews on the other side of this game, we really want to pay up for Kelsey anymore. Ah, Who knows at this point, but it's not like Kelsey's not getting targets. I think his lowest target share on the season is like six. So um, bad taste in our mouths for sure, though. Yeah, yeah, I I mean, anyway, we'll get to that in a second. On the other side of this game, the Baltimore side. I mean, this is a really good spot for Hollywood Brown. I really like him in this spot. I like Mark Andrews, Um, the running back situation. I think there's too many mouths to feed still. I think if you're playing a running back in this game, it's Lamar Jackson. Um, What are your thoughts here on Baltimore? Yeah, I really like Lamar
2: on this spot. I mean, Minnesota's actually been pretty decent versus the pass pretty much all season long. Um, But Lamar is just so good this season, and he has such a high ceiling, and he's actually slinging the ball a decent amount so far this season. So guys like Hollywood Brown, who's been fantastic, And 14 targets last week, 10 two weeks ago, like just getting fed constantly. Mark Andrews, one of the top spend ups when everyone says Waller and Kelsey, like Mark Andrews since week two has been just as good as these guys, like if not better than Kelsey probably like Mark Andrews is priced at 5.5 K. I think he's an absolutely fantastic play. The volume has been there. The touchdowns haven't been there for a large portion of the season, but they've come around the last few weeks. Like those are the two guys I want. If you want to try with Bateman, then, I mean, he's cheap and he's gotten six targets each week. There's worse things that you can do, but I'm probably staying away from him.
1: Yeah, I mean, Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews are uh, like, those are my two main pieces with Lamar in this game. And I'm, I'm just not going to overthink this spot. I think Minnesota is a great spot for Lamar Jackson to have a ceiling game. And I think he could do it behind either Brown or Andrews. I mean, Bateman's cheap and uh, the snaps are there, but I think Brown and Andrews are better place. Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, 47 in total here. Cincinnati is a two and a half point favorite. Um, I mean, what are we looking at here with the Cleveland Browns?
2: I mean, Chubb, probably the most likely candidate. I know he didn't put up a big game last week without Kareem Hunt in there. Should get a decent amount of carries. He had a tough matchup versus Pittsburgh, so I'm willing to ignore it a little bit. And the fact that Dearness Johnson took away a touchdown kind of took away Chubb from really paying off what he should have. Dearness Johnson only got five touches in the last game, so I think Chubb is a very, very solid play. Going up against Cincinnati, that's not nearly as good of a defense as Pittsburgh, in my opinion. So, I think they're going to run the ball a lot, especially without OBJ in there. I think Jarvis Landry makes a super interesting play. Like, obviously only played, what, one full game without uh, OBJ in there. Like, now he's back to the number one wide receiver. We've seen this from him before, like, put up big outings. I don't think he's going to be heavily owned. He's 5.1K. I think it's a really solid overall spot for him. And I think that he can put up a pretty big outing and put up, like, nine catches, 100 yards and touchdown easily. So, Landry and Chubb are the only two guys I really have interest in from Cleveland. It's not going to be a particularly high-scoring game, but either one of these guys can go off for a huge game.
1: I mean, do we know if Odell Beckham's not going to play yet? We don't I know,
2: but I mean, it, I, they I also, think they
1: they excused him Wednesday and Thursday. Um, they told him if in he to come practice, but um I, I was just curious if we like it's not official yet though, right? Like, we don't no, know. I think they basically
2: said treat him as if he's not on the team. He's ba- it's basically as if he's not on the team. I could be quoting that wrong, but that's kind of what I've heard.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll have to kind of see, you know, if Jarvis Landry is going to be good to go. If he is good to go, I really like him in this spot. I'm with you. Uh, I think this is a good spot for him at 5,100. And I mean, Nick Chubb is in a great spot here. You know, I, I don't really want to play much outside of those two guys i mean people's jones if odell doesn't play and he's a good to go i mean he has ceiling so i don't hate the idea of that um but i mean nick chubb is in a a fantastic spot here cincinnati side of things i mean the cleveland defense is is good but they've been struggling a lot recently um jamar chase is just having a phenomenal season Joe Mixon is having a really good season. Um, I mean, T. Higgins and Boyd, they just have – there's a lot of pieces to feed here on the Cincinnati offense.
2: Yeah, I mean, Chase is the main guy. Like, him and Burrows just have such a good connection so far this season. And he's been absolutely fantastic. Cleveland been better versus the run by a wide margin than versus the pass. So I don't, like, I'll still play Burrow in almost any given spot. Like, he's been solid, has a huge ceiling, put up three touchdowns in each of his last three games, put up 400 yards, and we know that he loves to show throw the ball to Chase. I don't mind Higgins. I don't mind Boyd. But Chase is looking like he's going to come in fairly low ownership. I, I think that he's a very solid play.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the ceiling for Chase on a weekly, weekend and week out basis is extremely high. This guy has 230 plus point fantasy point games this season. And I think this is going to be kind of a high scoring game. So I do like Jamar Chase a lot here.
2: Well, I feel like with Cleveland, it's either a really low scoring game <laughs> or just a full on nuclear game.
1: There's no in between, right? Um, yeah. I mean, Cincinnati and the Jets, they scored a lot last week more than we had thought for sure.
2: The 1 and 0 under. Mike White, New York Jets.
1: Good old New York Jets, Thursday night football. Anyway, Denver Broncos, Dallas Cowboys, 49.5 total here. Dallas, a a 10.5 point favorite. Uh, Anything that you like here for Denver?
2: I don't think anyone's going to play anyone from Denver, and I made the mistake of doing it last week, and I'm going to make the mistake of doing it again this week. They're pretty massive dog here. The game script is good. Bridgewater is 5.3K, so he's not much more expensive than those cheap guys that may end up starting. Dallas's defense has been a lot better than expected, but just the potential pace of this game and the fact that Bridgewater is now playing in a dome with Judy, with Sutton, with Fant, with Patrick, all these guys in here, and none of them are going to draw any ownership. I have no problem playing any of those four guys, and I actually – like Bridgewater as a tournament player, quite a bit. He was very good. Like, he was he was actually good at the beginning of the season, and he's fallen off. But, I mean, he put up 300 yards just, what, two games ago, three games ago, and three touchdowns. This is going to be a high-scoring game, and the game script absolutely favors them not running the ball much later on in the game. I really think that Bridgewater is going to come in. No ownership. No one's going to play any of – his receivers, I think that this was a potential very good GPP spot for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't hate that because, I mean, so many people are going to be playing these cheap quarterbacks and Bridgewater has enough ceiling to get there. Um, it was a week six. He had like over 500 air yards or something like that and threw the ball like – uh, would he throw 50? I don't remember if he threw 50. 49 yards. times. See? Right on it. Um, so, I mean, like the upside is there for him. And with, like you said, this game's in a dome. He could go, he has three games this season, over 20 fantasy points. He could go for over 20 fantasy points. And i score Jordan Love, Cole McCoy, all these guys, Taysom Hill. So I, I actually think I'm on board with you. I think this is a really good spot. And like, you can pair it so many different ways too. Judy played more snaps than I thought he was going to coming back from injury. He played 71% of the snaps, Patrick and, and Sutton were out there, um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think I'm on board. I can get on board with this one. Uh, The Dallas side of things. I mean, Dak Prescott, he's expected to play. Um, You know, he's supposed to practice fully today when we're recording the podcast. The report hasn't come out yet, but he's expected to practice at hundred percent. The Denver Broncos has been, they've been really struggling with like the run here recently. Um, What are your thoughts when it comes to Dallas?
2: I mean, I think Zeke's the play. I don't mind Schultz. I don't mind Cooper. I don't mind CD. I don't mind uh any of these guys in the passing game, but I think the better play is Zeke. Like they're probably gonna run the ball a decent amount in this spot. The game script definitely favors running the ball. Denver's defense hasn't been great versus the run this season. Zeke had a bad game last week, but that was without Dak. Like Dak should be back this week. Like Zeke. He's going to run the ball 20 – or touch the ball 20-plus times. He has most every week this season, week one. He's 7K. I don't care. That's fine. Huge touchdown upside. Zeke is the play here, but I'm not going to argue with a full-on Dallas stack. Like, the passing game, they don't need to pass the ball, but if they do end up passing the ball a decent amount, I mean, Dak always has huge upside, and so do these wide receivers and Schultz. But Schultz is probably my favorite piece from the receiving game
1: um yeah i mean i don't mind schultz the targets are there the snap counts there um it wasn't really on my radar but i mean i definitely don't i don't hate the idea of playing him you know double digit fantasy points in four straight games that dak has started at so um i can, i, I like it i like it. talking me on to some stuff in this game i like this game
2: Sneaky like it's don't so forget fun. that stacking up dallas is the dallas games is just a great way to do things and i mean you have easy ways to do it stack up bridgewater and bring it back with zeke or stack up the dallas side of things and bring it back with a wide receiver
1: houston at miami 46 and a half total here miami is a six point favorite um Last week we talked about like Tyrod Taylor coming back, and um, he didn't end up getting cleared to play. And um, he's starting. It's already been confirmed. It came out today. He's starting this game. Uh, talk to me here about Houston.
2: I actually like Tyrod and Cooks. Like Tyrod was putting up good numbers prior to getting injured. Or I know it was a small sample size, but this Miami defense is not good.
1: They stay. Like this,
2: yeah, this game is. Less than a seven-point spread here. I think they're going to chuck the ball. So Tyrod like, has running ability, along with probably being laser-focused on Cooks, who has been shocked fairly recently on a lot of sites and probably not going to be this week as uh, during our current projections. But this guy has 10-plus target, big playoff side. Tyrod can sling it down the field. Like, I really... Really like Tyrod, and I really like Cooks. David Johnson, we thought, was going to be featured last week. It did not work out too well because he had three touches. I don't know if I want to trust anything in this backfield. But, I mean, if you want to take a shot on Johnson and big field GPPs, go ahead. I'm not going to. But Cook and Taylor are the two guys that I want.
1: I mean, that sums it up, I think, for me, too. Um, Tyra Taylor and Cook's in this spot. I I, I like that. Um, I mean, I don't think I want to play Nico Collins if I need a guy that is under 4K. I think he's cheap if you want to roll the dice on him. But I don't think we're going to necessarily need that many cheap plays. I think a lot of builds this week are going to be paying down. At the quarterback position, uh, I mean, even like think about Tyrod Taylor, he's another five K quarterback. We have so many cheap quarterbacks. You want to get contrarian this week, Pep at quarterback. Uh, the Miami side of things, uh, I mean, the Houston defense stinks. They're they're one of the worst ranked defenses in the league. Waddle and Parker just getting a ton of targets. Gaskin getting a ton of looks out of the backfield. I, I mean, I'm a Dolphins fan, and I think the Dolphins stink. But I love them for DFS this week. Um, I mean, the prices are right on Parker and Waddle, assuming Parker plays. Um, and, and like even Gaskin at 5,800, like I like the Dolphins a lot in this game.
2: Yeah, I'm not as high on them as you are, but I think that you can use any number of pieces from this game. I mean, you can even use Gaseki if you want 4.9K, although I think I prefer to just pay it for Andrews. But any of these guys are fine. You can pair them with Tua. Tua can still end up getting a decent amount of points just because they've been throwing the ball a lot. They might not throw the ball a ton in this spot based on game script, but it does make an interesting little game stack to to use Tua, to use Waddle, to use Parker and bring it back like Cooks. Um, but yeah, like I'll, I'm fine with these. They have a 27 implied total that's larger than they generally sit at. Both these defenses are bad. With Tyrod, this game has a much better chance of being a shootout here with two horrible defenses and two teams that can put up a decent amount of points. So I'm I'm kind of on board for for stacking up Miami, not as high as you, but I definitely think you can. And then Gaskin, like Matt Brown, there he's the main guy. Would have preferred a higher than 60 percent. Uh, snap share last week, but that's still good enough to get it done considering how much you can do in the receiving game. So I'm with you on these pieces. I'm just worried about where where ownership's going to lie on it.
1: Yeah, I mean we'll have to kind of see where ownership ends up. But uh, I mean, I like Miami. I, I think Waddle is going to be really chalky. Which I mean, if Parker is a good to go, he had 11 targets last week. I mean, Tua's. Even last year, in small samples, Tua liked throwing the ball to Parker. Um, so, I mean, the Dolphins have the pieces to be successful. They have talented like wide receivers with Waddle and Parker. It's just staying healthy, and I mean, is Tua the real deal or not? We're gonna we're gonna find out. I doubt it. I have no comment as a Dolphins fan. No comment. <laughs> Chargers and Eagles, fifty total here. The Chargers are our one and a half point favorites. Uh, we've talked about a lot of cheap quarterbacks on this slate um let's get into talking about some potential high-end quarterbacks um honestly though like looking at this game uh, overall perspective of this game i mean austin eckler is a fantastic play
2: yeah no he, he's he's the person i really want to play um mike williams and cam both always in play williams seems to have died down drastically from where he was earlier on in the season just crushing it every single week so I think I'm more on the Keenan Allen side, um, but Eckler is just, this is this should be a great spot for him here. I mean, Philly has struggled versus the run. He gets so much done in the receiving game, has large touchdown upside. Like Eckler is an absolutely fantastic play. The only thing that worries me is ownership here, sitting at 26% early on in the week. So I'm going to kind of wait and see where it's at, but like Philly has struggled versus the run and Eckler is the main piece of this offense. But if you want to go with anything, I don't know if I like Herbert here. I think I'd rather pay up for other guys. He's fine, but I don't see a huge amount of upside, although Philly has given up some pretty big games to opposing teams. So Herbert's fine, but uh, the real piece I want is, uh, is Eckler here.
1: Uh, going to the other side, the Philly side of things, um... I mean, the Chargers have been one of the worst teams in the league um, against tight ends. So I think Dallas Goddard is very interesting here. I mean, we had no idea what to expect last week with no Miles Sanders, and they ran the ball 37 times with three different running backs. Like Miles Sanders, I think had like I don't know if he had a double like double digit rushing attempts all season, and they pounded. The Rock last week against Detroit. I know they were up. They they dominated that game, and like it was just so. I mean, as someone that has Miles Sanders a lot in fantasy, it was so tilting. Um, Talk to me here about this Philly running game and like this whole Philly situation in general.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's super interesting what happened last week. The three top QB or running back rushing attempts. For Philly, since week three, was Boston Scott last week, Jordan Howard went last week, and Kenneth Gainwell last week. They all had more rushing attempts than Sanders has had since week two. It, it's super weird. This is a three-head monster, and while I like to attack teams or attack uh, the Chargers with running backs, I can't do it. Like, it's Hurts is always, like – Garbage time hero first week last week I think without putting up twenty fantasy points just because it was a huge block not expecting that here like hurts still a very very good fantasy player here and then Goddard like he's he's the main target even where they ran well thirty seven times last week Goddard still ended up with seven targets six receptions Went to Smith like and Rager both of them like we haven't seen upside really from Smith since like week one. So I don't really want to bother playing him or Rager or Quez. Like all of them are just fine. And they might be slinging the ball later on in the game and they can get there based on volume. But I think you're better off going other places. So you're better off just playing hurts naked or hurts with God Goddard.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like Goddard a lot in this game. I think he could be the top tight end on the entire slate. Um uh, They, I mean, that, that game last week was just a, a way different game than what we've seen all season from Philly. And I think it was more of just game script than anything else, but I think Dallas Goddard and like, even they, maybe even like a Devonte Smith, um, depending on like if Ragar plays or not. I mean, Devonte Smith at the beginning of the season was like heavily targeted in this offense and, He's had two of his last three games were rough, but I mean they dominated last week, and the other game was against Tampa. So I mean the targets I think they are there for Devontae Smith. So I don't mind maybe looking at him um, in this game for tournaments. Green Bay at Kansas City, forty-seven and a half total here. Kansas City is a seven-point favorite. Um, talk to me about the Packers.
2: I mean it's going to be tough to play Devonte Smith like. Or not Smith Adams. Uh, he's 8.2k. Rogers isn't going to be in there. Jordan Love, as we alluded to earlier, is a super interesting play in the spot. I mean, he's 4.4k, super cheap, going up against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. He's probably going to sling the ball a decent amount. So I think in this game, you either want Aaron Jones or you want Love, like in a lot of your lineups. One of them's probably going to go off for a pretty huge game. We could see Jones getting 10-plus targets in this spot. Like All the targets are probably going to go to Adams and Jones, but we could easily see any one of their receivers. Lazard, if he ends up playing. Scantling, if he ends up playing. Either one of them could end up with a decent amount of targets. Cobb could end up with a decent amount of targets. We don't know what Love's going to be like in this offense, but we know that he's cheap, and we know that – Adams is probably a little bit too expensive to really use. You can. I'm not going to argue with it, but I'd probably stay away without Rodgers of the helm. So Jones, Love, Scantling, Lazard are probably the three main options here. And based on how bad the Kansas City defense is, they're going to be chucking the ball if Kansas City can put up points.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Um, what to think here as far as like the Green Bay passing offense because, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is out. Tanyan is out. Um, So, I mean, we don't really know what to expect at the tight end position. Devontae Adams is back at the facility he is expected to play, but he still has to pass a few things. Scantling um, activated on Monday, I'm pretty sure, or, like, something along those lines. So, and Lazard is good to go. I mean you would think the safety blanket here is Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones. Um, so I think this could be a monster game for Aaron Jones. And I mean, with everybody looking at love, I think you could definitely play some Aaron Jones to just be different, but I mean, listen, he, he, there's interest here for me, for sure. Kansas city is a bad defense. They're 32nd in DVOA, 30th against the run 31st against the pass. Um, not a not I mean, the only thing that stinks for, for Jordan Love in this game is that Kansas City Stadium gets super loud.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely gonna be tough to deal with making your is this second start or his first start? I can't first
1: remember. start, pretty sure he played a little bit in week one in the blowout, but I'm pretty sure this yeah. is his first start. Green, uh, the Kansas City side of things. I mean, Tyreek Kill, 18 targets last week hardman had seven kelsey had seven um the the running back situation it doesn't sound like claire is going to be back for this game um so i mean you could definitely maybe potentially take some shots on, on williams what do you like here for the kansas city side
2: i'm staying away from the running game i mean gore got involved last week mckinnon was involved last week
1: Derek gore the showdown hero
2: yeah, yeah, If Ross, good for you. Um
1: I didn't play him. I'm just saying he was the showdown hero. He made a lot of people money that rostered him.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean it's it's Hill, it's Kelsey, it's Moms. Like same thing. It's been all weekend. If you want to throw a Hardman in there, that's fine. Like Hardman's cheap at 3.9k. I keep playing him, and he keeps giving me just enough where I won't swear him off. So do what you want, but this game. I'm not particularly interested in playing too many Kansas City players. Uh, going up against Green Bay, like without Rodgers, you could see this game get out of hand and then just run the ball with all three of their running backs. So there's likely a spot where outside of Tyreek Hill, I'm probably going to largely stay away from this game or from the Kansas City side of this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tyreek and Kelsey, outside of that, I, I mean, I – I honestly, I'll probably play some um, Patrick Mahomes. I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> He's gotten so forgettable. Um, I'll probably play some Patrick Mahomes this week just because I do think one of the ways to make your lineups different is to play a top-end quarterback because everyone's <laughs> going to pay down a quarterback. I'm going to pay down a quarterback a lot as well on this slate. So, I mean... Lamar, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are guys that can put up 35 plus fantasy points in these matchups. So, I mean, I like the idea of getting some exposure to these top end guys. We finish it out with Arizona at San Francisco, 45 and a half total here. Arizona is a one point favorite. Um there I saw some books have this taken down. Um I mean, Second straight day, Kyler Murray is missed practice. We'll have to kind of see um they played was Thursday night, so he's had a long turnaround time. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Arizona?
2: I don't know I mean, I think isn't Hopkins still questionable?
1: He didn't practice Thursday either and
2: a j green did he practice Thursday I can't remember
1: a j green's it? out he's not playing he's on the COVID list he oh, was yeah, he was yeah.
2: Yeah, so this is uh, a...
1: well, okay, he's not officially out yet, but there's a long way for him to. I mean, he's not, yeah,
2: yeah, so this is just a mess that we can't really dissect. If Hopkins ends up playing and Murray ends up sitting, I think Hopkins and McCoy as a stack is interesting. I could see him getting a large amount of volume in this spot. If Kyler ends up sitting and Hopkins ends up sitting and Green's out, then like they have to use Rondell Moore, right? Like they have to use him.
1: Zach Ertz, baby.
2: I mean, Ertz is in play too, but Moore, like without Green and Hopkins, Moore might actually see a decent enough snap count. He can get so much done in the open field. They do like him too. Yeah, they like him, but they just don't like playing him more than what thirty percent of the snaps. I can't remember what it is. I'm actually gonna check right now because it's gonna bother me if I don't.
1: It's up to almost fifty. He's been playing oh, okay. closer to fifty to seventy percent lately, but that's because like Hopkins has been banged up too. So I think yeah. if Hopkins and Green sit, we see Ronde Moore play eighty percent.
2: Yeah, in which case I'm I'm gonna go ham on him there. Um and even Christian Kirk will be interesting. Um, but yeah, like if Kyler ends up playing and Hopkins ends up sitting, then I think. Yeah, it's going to be a real interesting uh, stack using two of Moore, Kirk, and Earths along with Kyler. If Kyler ends up sitting and both of these guys end up staying, I'll still stack this up. like It's not a particularly great spot for opposing wide receivers and running back or quarterbacks, but like it's not terrible. Colt McCoy is a serviceable uh, quarterback, and this is a high-powered enough offense where I think he can still get it done. I think Edmonds, if Kyler ends up sitting, is interesting. If he I, plays,
1: I, he's dealing with a shoulder injury, too.
2: Is he? Gosh darn it, this game. There's so many things to remember. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to dissect this, game it, but... is,
1: yeah, this game is tough to talk about on a Thursday. Like, the rest of these games, you know, there's plenty of, like, all right, well, you could do this and that. I mean, Edmonds, Hopkins, Green, and Kyler Murray are questionable. That's the whole offense right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: We might be looking at the 49ers defense.
2: <laughs> the less people that play, the more people that you play on this offense just because of price. Oh yeah, for sure. No, that, that, that's that's the only way to really, really dissect it.
1: Um, all right. So the San Francisco side of this game, Arizona's defense has been really solid this season. Um, I mean, Debo Samuel, the target share is there for him. George Kittle is coming back this week, assumingly. Uh, What are your thoughts when it comes to the 49ers?
2: I mean, if Kittle's back, then that's a little interesting. I think it's Debo, it's Mitchell, it's Kittle. I'm not messing with the quarterbacks in this, and I'm not particularly that interested in any guy in this offense. I mean, Arizona defense has been good all season long. Yes, losing J.J. Watt might be a little bit of a hit to him, but I still think this is a good defense overall. It's tough to play anyone. I think my favorite is Mitchell at 5.8K just because they love rushing the ball with him, heavily involved should see 20 touches or close to it in this spot here. Like that's, that's really, really it. Like we, this offense is so concentrated. If Kittle comes back, it'll still be concentrated now on three guys instead of two, but it's a tough matchup. Not a ton of points are going to be scored here. So it's fine to just kind of stay away from this spot here and potentially stay away from this entire game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting game, um, DFS-wise, too, because, I mean, Debo Samuel is just a guy that's getting just so many looks right now. And, like, Kittle being back will change that. But, I mean, this dude has 71 targets and 819 receiving yards. Um, he's averaging the third most fantasy points per game by a wide receiver this season. So, I mean a little like a little respect as far as just like how much he is like involved in general here. Um I mean, he leads the NFL in target share leads the NFL in target share. So, and like his red zone target share is really high too. And I mean, Kittle changes that, but how much does he change that? I, I think, you know, I think we got to continue to, to play some Debo Samuel, even at this crazy high price tag. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then um we'll get out of here. Week nine in the books. Um, give me your favorite quarterback to throw for three hundred plus yards. Ridgewater. I like it. Um, I like it. You went like way off the board. I feel like I have to go way off the board now. Oh me. I don't like
2: to take the easy ones.
1: Give me um give me Tyrod Taylor. He threw 291 yards against Jacksonville in week one. He could throw over 300 against Miami. Love it. Love it. Uh low own running back for a touchdown this week. It says Aaron Jones is
2: gonna be low on. I can't I can't see no chance. Yeah. Oh gosh, this one's a tough one. Um Josh Jacobs
1: oh you took mine i like it good job um i can take booker if you want him i was gonna take him too there you go um both running (laughs) backs in that game i like it um my other one was miles gaskin i think gaskin could score it might not be a rushing touchdown but well i mean it just says touchdown give me a quarterback wide receiver stack for touchdown
2: burrow chase all
1: right i like that one um Give me Lamar to Hollywood Brown and it's going to be two not just one. Wide receiver for at least 8 targets this week. Cooks. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um I think I'm going to go Hunter Renfro.
2: I like, I was thinking about that. That's a that's a really I really like that one. All
1: right, tight end that scores a touchdown this week. Got it.
2: All
1: right. I'm going to I mean, you took the guy. I'm going to go Tyler Cochlin um for minnesota Maybe i like he, it he scores for the first time since week three this week um defense for 10 or more points
2: i mean i'll go a little off board i'll say kansas city
1: i mean i don't mind that um
2: yeah, i mean it could it could be negative two points or it could be 20 points
1: I'm going to go with my favorite cheap defense. I don't know if they get to 10 points, but I'm going to go Carolina Panthers at 2,600 this week. I'm going to be using them a ton in DFS this week. So, I mean, I might as well say, I hope they get 10. I do. Um, all right, that's it, Grant. Any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: I might go take a nap. I'm getting old.
1: I got to go do the NFL survey for Thursday Night Football because I forgot that I had to do that today. Been there before. We've all been there before. That's yeah. going to wrap it up here for week nine. We'll be back week 10 talking more football next Thursday. I always appreciate everyone listening. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Hey, kids.